But I first learn how to write Chinese is more like trying to finish a painting. Even though every stroke I wrote is really twisted, but I still see them as my masterpiece. Being an immigrant from China, I grew up in Chinese-influenced environment. Even though I came to America when I was twelve, I still speak Chinese at home with my mom. For the last week, I have spent my time after school doing research about Chinese community in America, and Chinese this language itself. Talk to the only Chinese teacher in my high school. The population of Chinese immigrants in the United States ranks the third. Still, most of native speakers choose to learn other foreign languages instead of Chinese. What gave her the determination to teach the hardest language in the world in American high school? Welcome to the journey. This is the episode one. Speak differently. I'm your host, Jerome Du. The interview that I had with Miss King, my Chinese teacher, was really the first interview of my life. I stick with those simple and tasteless questions, like, "Why you choose to become a Chinese teacher, or if you had another choice for your career, would you still choose to become a Chinese teacher?" I don't know what to ask, other than this. Today we have the only Chinese teacher in our school, and、uh, her name is Miss King.、Um, so, as we all know, that Chinese is、um, probably the most hard, the hardest language in the world, and、um, uh, being the only te- Chinese teacher in the school, I want to ask、uh, Miss King like several questions. So, how many years you have been teaching in the school? Hello, this is gonna be the eleventh year. Eleventh years—that's really long. It is. Yeah, and what makes you decide to become a Chinese teacher? Well, I speak Chinese, and I have an education degree, and I know how I can teach students to appreciate. The diverse Chinese cultures and learn the fundamental Chinese language skills. I I'm a student in Miss King's class, and I know that well. My parents speak Chinese at home to me, but it it's it's like harder than I thought. Like as a teacher to teach Chinese to American students, it's a lot of work and patience. So. Um, have you ever thought about leaving the profession? Like, I mean, since it's so hard, like for me to see you teaching, have you ever thought to maybe change a career? Well, not yet. So far, I love teaching. You know, everybody knows teachers are lifelong learners as well. So, so far, no. <laughs> 
and I really admire Miss King. She has like such a determination for this career. And um, um, why did you choose to teach in Milburn High School, which is our school? Well, this everyone says if you could teach here, you have a golden key. So I'm here. Yeah. Um. Um. What's your ex expectation hopes for development of Chinese in the United States? Oh, this is a big question. Hmm. Learning Chinese is like to open another door. So I wish to enrich students' language proficiency through integrated learning of the Chinese culture, including art, music, literature, and current events, so that they are well prepared to deal with China in the twenty-first uh, century. Yeah. Um, Chinese um, is more commonly is more commonly used. America, but is seen as less important. Most towns like teach kids French from early age, but they don't teach Chinese. Even though Chinese is more commonly used, so I wish we can improve this rate, like in the future, that everybody can you know get to know with Chinese cultures. And um, let's say back. Eleven years from now, and you didn't like, you you are still not a Chinese teacher. So what would you do, if you have like another choice? I want to be a student. Really? Mm-hmm. That's start it over. Start to it learn. over. Teaching yeah. is learning as well. Yeah. And what is your advice for someone considering a career in teaching and? Specifically for someone who teaching language and even Chinese, like a really young teacher who decide to come, um, come to America and trying to become a Chinese teacher in high school or elementary school. Hmm. Teaching is about being enthusiastic about your subject and just passing that enthusiasm onto your students and enjoy your teaching. It's really hard. I I don't think I'm. <laughs> I mean, my dream when I was little, I I I've considered to become a teacher, but now I don't think I have the patience to teach every student. So, yeah, that's all we have, Miss King here today, and thank you, Miss King. There is one question that I ask in the interview. What's her expectation and hopes for development of Chinese in the United States? Of course, we all want more people get to know Chinese, and not just this language, but the beauty of this culture. I know her answer is very surface, so I start my own research because I want to dig out the real answer about this question. The total number of immigrants last year was forty-three point seven million in America, an increase of five hundred thousand from two thousand and fifteen, accounting for uh maybe thirteen point five percent of the total population of United States. The highest points in the two 
106 years throughout the history of Chinese immigrants lived in America. But why is the culture of other countries more widely spread than Chinese? Not a lot of school have Chinese as the foreign language class, and even though we have Chinese as the foreign language class in the school, and plus most of the students are mainly Asian, but most of them are convey are conveying the message that I was forced to learn Chinese by my parents. And my Chinese are really bad. I didn't really understand why they do this, even though some of them actually speak fluent Chinese. As amusing as these interactions were, oftentimes they made me want to reject my own culture because I thought it helped me conform. I distanced myself from the Asian stereotype as much as possible by degrading my own race and pretending I hated math. And the worst part was, it worked. The more I rejected my Chinese identity, the more popular I became. My peers liked me more because I was more similar to them. I became more confident because I knew I was more similar to them. But as I became more and more Americanized, I also began to lose bits and pieces of myself, parts of me that I could never get back. And no matter how much I tried to pretend that I was the same as my American classmates, I wasn't. Because for people who have lived in the places where I lived, white is the norm, and for me, white became the norm too. For my 14th birthday, I received the video game Sims 3, which lets you create your own characters and control their lives. My 14-year-old self created the perfect little mainstream family, complete with a huge mansion and enormous swimming pool. I binge played the game for about three months and put it away, and never really thought about it again until a few weeks ago when I came to a sudden realization: the family that I had custom designed was white. The character that I had designed for myself was white. Everyone I had designed was white. And the worst part was, this was by no means a conscious decision that I had made. Never once did I think to myself that I could actually make the characters look like me. Without even thinking, white had become my norm too. The truth is, Asian Americans play a strange role in the American melting pot. We are the model minority. Society uses our success to pit us against other people of color as justification that racism doesn't exist. But what does that mean for us Asian Americans? It means that we aren't quite similar enough to be accepted, but we aren't different enough to be loathed. We are in a perpetually gray zone, and society isn't quite sure what to do with us. So they group us by the color of our skin. They tell us that we must reject our own heritages so we can fit in with the crowd. They tell us that our foreignness is the only identifying characteristic of us. They strip away our identities one by one until we are foreign but not quite foreign, American but not quite American, individual, but only when there are no other people from our native country around. 
I wish that I had always had the courage to speak out about these issues. But coming from one culture that avoids confrontation and another that is divided over race, how do I overcome the pressure to keep the peace while also staying true to who I am? And as much as I hate to admit it, oftentimes I don't speak out because if I do, it's at the risk of being told that I'm too sensitive or that I get offended too easily or that it's just not worth it. But at what point are people willing to admit that yes, race issues are controversial, but that's precisely the reason why we need to talk about them. Actually, what happened to her was widely happened in our school, or happened on a lot of Chinese Americans. How most Americans think that we are not quite similar enough to be accepted. They usually choose to ignore, unlike African American. Sometimes they do recognize the segregation of African American was wrong. But how little of those people ever thought about or care about the segregation of Asian people, and they're just like suggesting new generation of Asian Americans, they must reject their own heritage in order to fit in with the crowd. And the ridiculously part is that actually worked in their mind. And think about this. Even Chinese people are not willing to accept their own culture. How can foreigners want to know more about this language? After the interview, I had some question left. Unfortunately, it wasn't recorded. I ask about discrimination and stereotype for Miss King, and for this class in the school. Miss King said, "These questions relate to the privacy of the school, and they're also really sensitive." She was a little hesitant, but did not refuse to answer them for me. Here is what she said. She said, "I'm already used to it." She means. The discrimination from other teachers and students. All I can do is do my job well. Don't care about what other people say, and about the answer of your questions. Why there is not much people in the school take Chinese, and what do I think of this language's future in the school? Actually, I already understood. This is the farthest I can get. The school only give us this much resources, as you can see. They can now hire more Chinese teacher, because we already have enough language teachers for other languages. People automatically think that Chinese is a really difficult class to take. The teacher may give a lot of quizzes and tests, but the truth is not. So I can only accept the result. After listening to her, my mood is a bit complicated. I have seen other teacher have a really bad attitude toward her. Because her English is not that really fluent. 
But when other Asian students came over, the teacher's attitude became really good. Why would you take advantage of an old lady, especially her English is not really good, and she might just not even understand what you're saying? She will purposely reduce the difficulty of the exams, because she wants them to think that Chinese is a really simple class to take. So they will continue to take it next year, and maybe tell them friends that Chinese is really easy. You probably should take it. She's a determined, brave, respectable teacher who sacrificed a lot for this culture. If you didn't take Chinese as a foreign language class, would you give it a try?